When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Darnell Nurse from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. And that is an excellent guitar riff. Alouettes in control against the Lions, up 18-3 with a little under five minutes left in the first half. Tomorrow, Toronto at Ottawa, Saskatchewan at Winnipeg, and then Calgary at Edmonton. Baseball tonight, second inning, Blue Jays leading the Rangers 1-0. We will keep an eye on that game. And uh, when I have a little bit of time, uh, a little bit later on, I will tell you about the uh, rule changes for Major League Baseball that are going to kick in for next season. So tomorrow on 6.30, Chad, 4.30 for the countdown to kick off. Game at 6, Stampeders at Elks. And I am pleased to welcome back to the show. It is an annual tradition, the night before the Labor Day rematch. From News Talk 770 in Calgary, the color analyst for their broadcasts and a former defensive back with the Calgary Stampeders, Greg Peterson. Check it in. Greg, how are you doing? Uh, it's great to be on your show again. I uh, appreciate it. And driving up to good old Edmonton for the game. Look forward to it. Okay. Well, and I guess we could call this legal hour on Inside Sports because Trent Brown's on at 705. Like, was there some, uh, like, rule in the late 80s and in the or through the 90s that if you were a defensive back, you had to pursue a career in law or what? Uh, no, but uh, I'm glad he did. Uh, I, I've enjoyed my law career. So it's, it's, uh, it, it was a good thing to do in the offseason, but I thoroughly enjoyed doing the broadcast for the Stampeders, and you always miss your days. So law can't compare to the thrill and the rush that you get from playing the game, but it's there. Okay, I know we've talked about this before, but remind me again. You so you studied law as you were playing in the Canadian Football League. You were you were already preparing for the life after football. Yeah, my my I graduated uh, with a business finance degree and got recruited up here to Calgary. Of course, I'm from Calgary, and what I did is in the off season I went to law school. I went to law school down in San Diego because they're a law school that permits you to uh, just go half every half year. So normally it takes three years to finish your law degree, and it takes uh, one year to finish your articles. Well, it took me six years to finish my law degree and two years to finish my articles but it worked out pretty good because towards the end of my career i was just starting my practice it started to take off a little bit and in 1992 we won the cup and i decided that uh, my law practice needed a little bit more focus so after 10 years i retired and became a full-time lawyer all right, there you go. And the rest is history. It's good stuff. All right, well, um, the, the Elks are trying to avoid making history tomorrow because if they lost, it would be 14 consecutive home field losses, which would tie a CFL record. And I was uh, joking the other night on this show, Greg, they would tie a team that some people might not remember, the Ottawa Rough Riders, some of the younger members of my audience, uh, you would you would have played against that team. Uh, I, I want your perspective of Labor Day because, of course, I've been talking about it from an Elks perspective. And, and you know, Blake was on last night, and I've got a couple calls from Elks, fan, uh, Elks fans throughout the week. Uh, and we feel from an Elks standpoint, focusing on what they did, hung in there, 
played okay, uh, but too many bad plays and not enough done in the third quarter. From from a Stamps perspective, you know, how do you look at that game on Monday? Well, everybody expected the Stampeders to win, and we talked about it. there were there were people in the Calgary media that were you know saying it might even be quite a blowout in some. I I never thought so, and I thought the Elks played quite well. And I think teams expecting our Calgary to win this upcoming game. But the Elks, I thought, did really well on defense. They stopped what I think is one of the better running attacks or has been the best running attack in the CFL this year, and that's Calgary's running attack. Uh, Calgary made some adjustments at halftime came out and really took it to the Elks and I think a lot of the the experience stepped in but you can see the Elks are a very improving team they're getting very good on defense they've got a great defensive line and I think it's just a matter of time that pretty soon they're going to be you know right up there this year I'll be quite honest. I don't think they're going to make playoffs. I think Calgary's going to be up there the way BC's going. I think Calgary's going to take second place, but I'm kind of a homer for the Stamps. Well, and I gave the score, and I was talking to Dave Campbell this morning, and I said that now I know there's still half a game left and 15 points isn't insurmountable, but I said to Dave Campbell this morning, I said, I think Montreal's going to win that game. Just BC is not the same without Rourke. We know what it's like with, uh, with star quarterbacks going out in this league. The quarterbacking story in Calgary is an interesting one. Bo Levi's been outstanding. Uh, I mean, maybe we've seen him struggle over the last couple of seasons more than earlier in his career. Jake Mayer, uh, you know, I thought put it together when he needed to in the second half on Monday. How do you look at this quarterback story? Is this a full-on transition? Is this is this going to, you know, Bo Levi's in a different uniform next year? I'm wondering how you see the quarterback story playing out. I I just think, yeah, there's a transition being made. Jake, Bo wasn't playing. The offense just was not playing well. Uh, and Calgary won a couple games because of the defense. And they just weren't moving the football. The Bo just wasn't playing as well as we've seen him play for many, many years. And I, I agreed with the, the change, putting Jake Mayer in. And he's played extremely well. Uh, the first half against Edmonton last week was the worst game he had. But I think that Dave Dickinson's always been very slow to pull a starting quarterback. He's in a good situation right now, though, though if Jake does not do well, he's got a veteran that he can put in. As far as what happens next year, I think a lot of that's going to be up to Bull because if it continues with uh, Jake, then you know there's going to be, have to be some salary adjustments with how tight it is in the CFL with salaries. And I'm hoping it's not the end of Bo's career, but I think Jake Mayers is really playing well, and he's playing good enough to keep that starting position. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I thought, again, I thought the, the first half, maybe he wasn't as good as the second half, but the third quarter especially, he made, he made all the throws that he, he needed to make. Um, injuries in the, like, is, this, is the secondary in your mind the most vulnerable part of the Stamps roster, or, or which would it be? had a lot of injuries and they had another one Natrell Jamison their corner who's only started now three games because of me they've, they've had some serious Trey Roberson's out Natrell Jamison's out uh, they've just had a lot of injuries guys and Kobe uh, not Kobe but Brandon Dozier's been out so they've had a lot of guys Titus Wall who was having a really good year he's out so they've had a number and they got a young secondary all these guys have only played two years so 
as a secondary player, you, it's like being an old lineman. You get used to the guys playing around you, and if you got different guys playing around you all the time, it really hurts. And plus, you just get better by seeing things with experience. They're a good, solid secondary. I don't think they're a weakness, uh, but they're going to get better. But they have struggled a little bit here and there. But they are uh, up there leading the league in interceptions. If they're not one, I, I know they're number two. So I think they're a good young secondary. They're going to make mistakes, but I wouldn't call them a weakness. They've got a good, solid defense. They've just been a bit inconsistent this year. All right. Uh, Greg Peterson joining us tonight on Inside Sports. He is the analyst for the Stampeders broadcast on News Talk 770, our sister station in Calgary. As he told you, he's currently coming up to uh, Edmonton. I, I always like to get some memories from your career. Uh, I'm going to take you back because we, we're seeing here in Edmonton the Elks, uh, quite frankly, going through the, the the worst section in franchise. I mean, I guess going back to the 60s, they had some bad teams, but like this is this is historically bad for the Elks. Um, you know, we saw Chris Jones is trying to do what Mike O'Shea did in in Winnipeg, where they kind of had a bad season and a half, and then they they got better. Uh, when you joined the Stamps in '84, six wins, last place. '85, three wins, last place. Uh, a couple of playoff appearances but didn't win. Then you guys went back to six wins in 88, and then it kind of started to crank up 89, 90, 91, 92. Uh, what, like, I don't know if it's comparable, and I know I don't think Buono got there as the head coach until 90. Uh, what what was it like going through those building years when you were a Stampeder? Like, what finally got the franchise uh to be an elite one and they kind of haven't looked back since the early 90s too except for a couple of years but you know going through those tough years in the 80s what pulled the stamps out of it we had a very young team um you know i was they, they were all kind of around my age one two years and we i don't think we had the best coaching um you, you need stability in coaching in the cfl and you need experience and once we got some coaches in and once we got people that had a lot of experience under their belt by the time we got to the 90s we had a lot of guys that had already played four to five and uh six years we had a couple good trades that wally made getting alondra johnson and then of course it always helps when you get doug flutie that last year to push you over the top <laughs> um but uh, but i think what Edmonton needs to do what any team needs to do. What I see happened uh, during my career, yeah, it was tough those first couple of years. Had a lot of fun, good guys, but we just weren't a very good football team. Uh, but what we did is we continued to work at it. The core guys stayed. Uh, we stayed around the city. We got coaches that believed in us. We got a good coaching staff. They stayed for more than two, three years. And this got continuity with players and coaches made us good until we finally finally beat the, the Eskimos at that time because they were a very good football team. Uh, beat them on the last play to, uh, with Pee Wee to go to the Grey Cup in, in 90, and, or 91, I should say, and then we won in 1992 with Doug Flutie. And, uh, you know, it was a great way for me to end my career. But, again, if I had to say something to the Elks, it takes getting that continuity with your coaches, continuity with your players, and finding that group of base players, base coaches that are going to take you to that great cup. And uh, I'll end here uh, because you, I, I believe the Labor Day rematch started while you were a player. And none of this uh, sissy Monday to Saturday stuff. It was Monday to Friday. <laughs> it was Monday to Friday. Week? How did how did you enjoy uh, that I, week as a player? 
<laughs> I always liked it because I knew I'd get my paycheck again right away. That, that's always nice to get a paycheck. <laughs> but, but you know what? I do the call-in show for QR after the games, and, and someone made a point last week. I'd like to bring it out to the Edmonton fans. Um, when I first started playing back in, well, back in 80, even in the middle of my career, 89, 90, 91, we had great Labor Day matches and rematches. It used to be sold out at McMahon. And what I liked, and I was, and then when I was broadcasting, there was a busload of Edmonton people that would come up by the busloads, and they'd go marching into McMahon Stadium, and there would be a ton of them. I mean, there would be three, four, five hundred, and they would be wearing their garb, and they'd all sit in the same seat, and they would be loud, and it would be the atmosphere was great. I don't see that anymore. Um, and and then Calgary would do likewise when they came back. I'd really like to see. The fans of Calgary and the fans of Edmonton get back making that lot rivalry because a fan commented last week how he went to the Bomber Rider game for Labor Day and then he drove and went to the Calgary Edmonton Labor Day and he said the atmosphere you can't match. It's way better in Saskatchewan. So on the air I said, well, why? And he talked about all the Bomber fans there. I'd like to see us get back to having that big-time rivalry at Labor Day where fans are driving and you're, you guys are bringing boatloads of people in McMahon and you're being loud and we get that great atmosphere again. I'd really like to see that come back. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Obviously, we know there's been uh, a decline in the CFL in attendance over the last decade or so, and I don't think it helped that they, they missed the 2020 season. I, I, think, I think there's been – like last year, there were the offense wasn't always there. I mean, there have been some good games this year, right? I, I just yeah. feel hopefully mm-hmm. we're, people are going to get back in the habit of, of, of watching the league a little more. I totally agree because, you know, it's a great game and – you and I and the fans all love it. We don't want to. The CFL has to do things to make it uh, attractive to the young fans, and I think they're trying. And you're right. I think the main way is we don't want three in a punt, three in a punt. The more offense we get, the better. Greg, I will let you concentrate on the road. Uh, hopefully I'll see you at the stadium tomorrow. I guess same time next year, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. It's always a privilege, and uh, have a great, uh, great broadcast. Right on. That is Greg Peterson, former defensive back for the Stamps, 1992 Grey Cup champ, color analyst for Stamps football on News Talk 70, uh, 770. Enjoy his perspective. Um, uh, you know, he said he doesn't consider the secondary necessarily a weakness for the Stamps, but he says they've had to, had to adjust with a lot of injuries. And, uh, yeah, it appears Jake Mayer is the guy at uh, quarterback and maybe Bo Levi Mitchell moving on for the 2023 season. Okay, always happy to hear from you, of course, 780-496-0063. Trent Brown is coming up. Uh, I also want to mention the Golden Bears football team in action at foot tonight against Manitoba. That game about to kick off. Uh, Mooner is there. He's going to send in updates. What a helpful young man. 21-3, the Alouettes leading BC with six seconds left in uh, the first half. BC's trying a, a Hail Mary on the final play. Well, they actually completed it, but I should have mentioned it was a Hail Mary from their own 40, so they got down to about the 23. The half will end with Montreal in control of that game. Back in a couple of minutes, it's Inside Sports on Chet. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Oh, Queens of the Stone Age. This is a classic. This is no one knows. Is it not, Kellen? It is. That's a beauty. Well, it's going to be a classic. This was uh, Songs for the Deaf. Was that that album? That's right. What year did that come out? i got to look it up here. That came out August 27, mm-hmm. 2002. That album is just over 20 years old. My yeah. goodness. And I pick- or in my world, relatively new. <laughs> I picked it up, uh, you know, while I was still in high school. I went across the street from... I used to go to Emmy Lazert on the North End, so uh, right across the street from Emmy Lazert was Londonderry Mall, and in Londonderry Mall at the time was Walmart. So I walked across the street to Walmart, picked up the CD, uh, probably like a couple weeks after it got released or so. so. That's got to be a, one of my top 10, maybe even top 5 favorite albums of all time it's a solid album i I haven't listened to it i I think it's very good well i think it's excellent if i think it's that good uh yeah that's a good track too is that the Mm -hmm. video where it had the the deer driving the car or something weird like that near the end uh maybe i remember the video of them just kind of flying around on a green screen there was a lot of stuff happening in the background of a green screen and that stuff and they were just playing so all right seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three kellen what do you have uh, tons of texts. By the way, uh, Cowtown Bob wants to hear later on in the show uh, Wild Eyes by the Stampeders to commemorate the last Edmonton-Calgary football game this year. So with your permission, I will play that as a return. Uh, I don't know the song. If there's no swearing and it's an upbeat song, we'll we'll play it. Well, it came about Not the whole song. It came out in 1971 and the one of Juno, so I think we're safe for the, oh, wow. on both Cowtown sides. So. Bob. We're going into the vault, Cowtown Bob. <laughs> Cowtown Bob and his incredible dancing cows. There we go. So uh, Oilers Brad texts in and says, I'm a big Elks fan and hate the Stamps, but always enjoy listening to Greg's point of view on football. Very knowledgeable and was a good Canadian safety. Again, Oilers Brad. Yeah, thank you, Oilers, Brad. Yeah, Greg's a great guest, and uh, glad you're ready for the game tomorrow and the Oilers season two, I assume. And here's one. This is, I, I And I invite Doug to text us back to clarify which sport he's talking about, but he says, Reed, the BOA is dead, and I don't think it's coming back. Thanks, Doug. Now, is he talking CFL well, or is he talking NHL? Well, because... I assume he means CFL because the uh, Stamps <laughs> have beaten the uh, Elks a lot. Yeah, and we just Wait, saw we... this spring that the BOA is alive and well in the NHL. So, yeah, I think it's okay in the NHL. It's uh, yeah, unfortunately, it has been much of a battle in the CFL. Well, going back a long time. I mean, I guess in 2015, uh, Edmonton was better. Uh, what was what was Jason Moss's record? I think in Moss's four years. I believe he only beat Calgary once or twice. There was that one Labor Day rematch that was 48-42. Yeah, the uh, one where the Elks got uh, really, really far ahead quickly, and then Calgary came back, yeah. Uh, since, okay, since 2015, so the year after Edmonton won the Grey Cup, Edmonton is 3-13 and 13 against Calgary. They won on Labor Day last year. They won the Labor Day rematch in 2018, 48-42. And they won a game in October of 2017, 29-20. Uh, and that was, and there was, there's one playoff game in there. So in the regular season, the Stamps have won 12 of the last 15 games. So yes, it has not been much of a battle lately, but hopefully the Elks will pull out the victory tomorrow night. 
Trent Brown is coming up next inside sports on 630 Chet.